You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers! Happy Tuesday! Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for showing up every single Tuesday and Friday for me. This tribe is so incredible, and every single week we get to hang out twice, and I could not be more grateful. To be honest, I love you guys so much. You are a tribe of people who consistently show up for yourselves and that makes me want to show up for you because it makes me know or it lets me know that you care and for that I see you. Thank you for caring about yourself. The more that you pour into your cup, the more that you will be able to pour out. It really is true. If you think about it and you know you're trying to pour from this empty pitcher Obviously, there's nothing leaving or picture to other people. If you let a faucet run into your pitcher and you fill your pitcher all the way up to 100% and that is your self-care and you keep yourself well taken care of, but the faucet never stops because the faucet represents life. It represents all the things that go into your cup, all of your responsibilities, all of the hats that you wear, all of the titles that you have, all of the people that you care for, all of the things that you manage and organize, and all of the days that you make a success. And so if you let your pitcher fill up, 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 and you're refilling your pitcher, with a majority of self-care, you will be able to overflow into other people's cups effortlessly because you will be so well taken care of. You will know. You will be operating from this place of abundance, of knowing that there is no limit to how healthy and self-cared for you can be So you're happy to give out to others because you know that no matter what, you will get your self-care. You will do those five minutes every single morning. You will make that appointment for just yourself once a month. You will do one thing every 90 days that is out of character but is something that you want to do because you think it would be fun. You think it would be relaxing. You've always wanted to do it and never have because... Insert whatever your reason slash, really it's an excuse, in there and do it, okay? Ah, this is juicy already. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, if you're not on our five-day challenge, it's going on now. It started yesterday and holy smackdown, it is like hella good, y'all, okay? It's really cool to see technology play a role um, in like connection between people because we have people doing this challenge all over the world. It's like super, super cool that you can make something like I made something in, in Boston, Massachusetts, and it has traveled outside of the U.S. in like a couple different countries. So Ah, very cool. I just like, yeah, people are doing major shifts. So if you missed out, it's okay. Um, there'll be another chance to do it. I don't exactly know when. Um, but to stay on top of that, you should probably follow me places. Like you can check out my Instagram, would have it. My Facebook, I posted about it there. Um, my email list is probably the best place to be because that's obviously where it happens. So I'll do the majority of talking about it on the email list. Finally, you guys, we're closing in on the TBH retreat in holy smackdown double time. Like, what? I cannot, cannot, 
cannot wait for this. We have amazing food catered by Dig In, and I handpicked the menu, so I'm super stoked about it. My mouth is like water and thinking about the food. It's going to be super yummy. We have people coming in from all over Tennessee, Georgia, Massachusetts, Vermont, all sorts of people, and it is just going to be so good because I was telling I was telling the guy that that showed me the the space that we're using, and it's going to be at Omnamo, which is a yoga studio here in Boston, and they so graciously um, let us use their space, and we're super excited because. It keeps it local, but a yoga space is the exact place that I kind of envisioned this first retreat being because I want it to be a very relaxing weekend. This is a this is a weekend to focus on you and your mental health and to do exactly what I was just talking about, about Pour them back into your cup. So this is a weekend that you will not be taking care of the kids from 8.30 to 4.30. And then plus your commute on either ends of that. And that night you get to go home and be with your family. Right? For me, that's like the best possible. Like that is the best case scenario because you get to fill up yourself all day long. Go home and pour back into your family with a 100% battery. We are just over a month away, literally in like tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a month away. So if you have not gotten your ticket, you need to do that because space is filling up. And since it's at a yoga studio, I mean, it really is limited space. And that's like from the fire marshal. I can't just squeeze you in. Um, I wish I could. And a lot of times I do just squeeze people in because I want everyone to have this knowledge. But in certain cases, I won't be able to do that. And this is one of them. So go ahead and get your ticket for that. I'm just so stoked for this. I like, I could go on and on and on. I'm just looking at my notes like, okay, you should move on to the actual episode. So let's do just that. Welcome to episode number 93 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. Today we are talking about CBD and motherhood. I'm sitting down with the president and co-founder of Elmore Mountain Therapeutics, Ashley Reynolds. Now, EMT is a CBD company in Vermont, and Ashley and her husband founded it in 2017. They specialize in whole hemp plant CBD, rich extract. They have sublingual tinctures, which is something you can drop under your tongue using a dropper, or a topical bomb, and it comes in the form of a deodorant stick, and I call this my calm bomb because... I use it for literally everything. I use it for my period and I put it on my belly. I use it when I have belly aches. I use it when I have sore muscles. I use it for sunburns. I use it for knots in my neck. I used it for scrapes and cuts and my stuff was healed the next day. You guys, it is like a miracle stuff. It's a, it's a miracle bomb, but yes. Anywho, I met Ashley at an event here in Boston that was meant to explore CBD as medicine. And y'all know this was not my first event. This was like my sixth, seventh, eighth event. I go to these all the time. Um, CBD and THC is something I'm super interested in because now that it's becoming legal, people have questions about it. And if it's a viable form of medicine, people want to know about it. But if there is danger to it, people also want to know about it. And that is where I think my place is, is being able to help you understand what your options are per the use, right? (laughs) So this episode was a highly requested episode. So from our podcast listeners, from my Instagram following, from my clients, from our podcast Facebook group. So if you aren't on Facebook with us, um, It's recently gone through an overhaul, so discard the message at the end of this in our little exit um, because it has just changed to the Tranquility Tribe, and you can just type that in on Facebook. Um, It's a closed group, so answer the questions and let me know why you want to be in the group and how you found us. You can just put the podcast, and 
I can't wait to see you there. We do some cool stuff, and we're really ramping up. We're going to really change our groups in 2019, and so there's fun, fun, fun stuff headed your way. I cannot wait. Without further ado, let's dive in. Today's episode, Ashley and I are diving into cannabis and motherhood. We're going to be talking about motherhood from pregnancy, possibly even infertility use, throughout um, you know, your whole birth, postpartum, and into motherhood and daily use to maintain balance in motherhood. I am super stoked about this episode. Ashley, welcome to the Tranquility Tribe podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. We are so excited to chat about CBD and all of its health benefits, especially, especially, especially in motherhood. So before we dive too far into the conversation, because I feel like this episode is going to be really mind-blowing, can we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I um, started Elmer Mountain Therapeutics in May of last year. Um, the main purpose of which was because I was struggling with postpartum anxiety after the birth of my second child. Um, so this was in 2016. And at the time I was going back to work after my maternity leave. And I also had a almost two year old um, in addition to a newborn. And I went back to work after my maternity leave and I was about three months postpartum and was really struggling. Um, I couldn't sleep even though I was so tired. Um, I couldn't eat even though I was breastfeeding and obviously expelling a lot of calories via breast milk. Um, and I just couldn't really be present and I was very sharp with my children and I just, something was really wrong with, with what was happening with me. And I just didn't feel like myself but I wanted to continue breastfeeding. And I was also thinking that perhaps I'd want to have maybe another child. And so uh, I was really reluctant to turn to pharmaceuticals um, because of all the side effects and also the ability of um, basically not being able to breastfeed. And so by some universe, when I was at work, um, I had a patient who had anxiety in his chart, but wasn't taking any pharmaceuticals. And so I asked him what he took he said CBD, and at that time, I had no idea what that cannabinoid was. And so he told me not only about CBD and what it had done for his anxiety, but also um, the importance of quality control and quality assurance. So I found a company, um, a pretty reputable one out in Colorado, and I started taking the product and within a tincture. Um, and within about three days, I was like, basically back to myself again. I had an appetite. I was sleeping. Um, I was more present. I was focused with my children. I was calmer. That pit in my stomach was gone. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I told all my girlfriends, like what we do as women, right? We find something we love. We tell all our friends. And after about a month, I was like, man, you know, a lot of my mom friends and girlfriends are having the same postpartum issues I'm having. And we shouldn't be living like this when there's something like CBD that can help. And so Hence started the company and basically going off of evidence-based knowledge. And then I just couldn't stop. I became a total nerd like I do about anything that I love, science-based, and got a certificate in cannabis science and medicine from the University of Vermont. Um, and just I've been an addict of information now for um, what the endocannabinoid system does, what it can do for us in all array of ailments. But opening its eyes to me and its anxiety benefits was just um, just the beginning, <laughs> just the tip of the iceberg of what, what the mother plant can really do. Wow. So I hear a lot of people have your same story of once being in the healthcare field and you were in preventative care. And so they made the transition to, um, the, the crunchier side, right? I don't want to say anti-medicine because it, that right. is not what that side of the spectrum right. is like. And it also isn't the, the, the opposite of whatever you used to believe. That's not the truth. Um, but to the crunchier side, what do you think you learned in the preventative fear in the, in that field of preventative care and health care that pushed you to the crunchier side? Um, I mean, I've always been pretty skeptical about what, you know, traditional medicine, like both of my births were um, unmedicated and unassisted. 
Um, I don't vaccinate my children and I have my core belief. Um, I think there's a lot of untold um, negative sides of healthcare. And again, like I'm not anti, you know, healthcare. I'm not anti, you know, antibiotics or vaccines. I just, this is my own opinion that I just, I was starting to see a naturopath and I had a midwife um, for a home birth for my first, um, my first pregnancy and first birth. And that is what really tuned me into perhaps, you know, traditional medicine not being for everyone. Um, and then when I was adapting that to what I do from a preventative medicine side in dentistry, I mean, there's very hard lines there, you know, antibiotics do work local anesthetic does work. Um, but I guess I wasn't really seeing this beautiful blend of sort of naturopathic medicine and dentistry. So yeah, I mean, it, it's been kind of this like East and Western medicine sort of hybridized practitioner that I was for about 15 years. And people were really resonating with this because they were also sort of questioning, you know, this medicine I'm taking isn't really doing as good as a job that I want it to. And it actually does a lot more negative things for me. So I have heard that time and time again, over 15 years. And that, you know, has driven me too to really sort of seek an alternative route. I love it. Very nice. What a cool story. I think, um, I think there are so many listeners out there who probably can't believe their ears. <laughs> <laughs> I also think there are a bunch of listeners out there who are probably thinking, thank God, me too, someone is on this podcast who is like me, right? Mm. So transitioning to cannabis, since that's what everyone came here for, mm-hmm. let's start at the history. What do we mm. need to know um, as humans, as women, as mother, as consumers, just in general, what's the history of cannabis? What do we need to know? So basically, it has been in our culture as human beings um, for thousands of years. It's been written in hieroglyphics. It's been written on cave walls. I mean, this plant has been a part of our um, everyday ethos um, for a whole host of things. Um, that also sort of fast forward to 2018, this particular plant has been demonized for only about 50 years. Um, It was celebrated, you know, as early as the like early 1900s. Um, So the actual like prohibition um, of cannabis is is rather, um, rather new in the history of the plant. Now, what's happened more recently, and and same within Massachusetts, is that legalization is now happening in almost every state, uh, we're actually close to half the states now um, are legalized on the recreational side for cannabis use. Medical marijuana um, was legalized in its first state in 1996 um, under the um, patient, what was it? Um, um, not patient care, but um, I guess in California, if you had, you know, terminal illness that you could use cannabis, there were some real strict implications of what you could qualify for a medical card. That has now broadened um, as it has in Vermont, where we are. Um, So widespread use in a medical sense, cannabis has sort of in the last, you know, decade or so has become more acceptable. And then in um, uh, 2014, at least in Vermont and many of these agricultural states that it was legal to grow industrial hemp and hemp derived products if it was fiber or for clothing. And then we found this beautiful cannabinoid CBD um, that it could be grown and extracted and then it could be commercially sold um, without having a medical license. So it didn't have to be only sold in dispensaries. And so really the last two years or really the last year, I think we've seen this huge boom in CBD sales and use because there's not as much red tape around it as far as where you can purchase it. Um, And so now we're seeing these projections of CBD sales actually surpassing the recreational sales market. Um, I also think that CBD is more widely spread and widely used because it doesn't have as much of a psychoactive effect. Um, and I say it doesn't have as much of us because we'll get to that probably later in the episode. Um, so I think that people are finding that they can use it sort of every day, all day, all ages, all ailments, all, um, 
sort of metabolic systems with really little to no um, risk. Very cool. I think a lot of people don't understand the intricacies of the cannabis plant, which leads mm. me right to our next question. So let's start at the basics. Chat with us about the cannabinoid system in our bodies and why CBD can be used as a supplement. How does that work? So the endocannabinoid system um, was discovered in the 90s um, in Israel by an Israeli uh, um, physician studying the effects and isolating the cannabinoid THC. And so in discovering the, the endocannabinoid system, basically discovered that these CB1 and CB2 and endogenous um, endocannabinoids or endogenous cannabinoids were all over our body and were really in charge of balancing just about every single system that we have in our bodies that we can name. So the cardiovascular system, the endocrine system, um, the circulatory system, the endocrine system, like these are systems that run our everyday functions, digestive system. Um, but when the endocannabinoid system, which is like the mother system, so umbrella to all of those systems we can name, um, when that's not working, none of those other systems can be working properly. So therefore, you know, if you drink alcohol or you eat sugar or you're particularly stressed or, you know, many other traumatic issues that can be um, outside and internal um, sort of irritants to our body, the endocannabinoid system is in charge of going to those systems and making sure that if it needs to be hotter, that it goes hotter. If it needs to be sped up, that it helps the system speed up. And so if the endocannabinoid system is not working properly, none of those systems can work properly. So therefore, we have digestive issues. We have skin issues. We have anxiety. We have um, inflammatory processes, autoimmune disorders. Those are all symptoms of an endocannabinoid system not working properly. Now, when our, our endocannabinoid system is working properly, we make endogenous cannabinoids. So we have this lock and key system with our CB1 and CB2 receptors that our bodies are living in harmony. Most of us don't live in harmony and therefore we have an endocannabinoid deficiency. Now there's cannabinoids or phytocannabinoids in many different plants, not just cannabis. Cannabis just happens to be one of the plants that has the highest concentration of phytocannabinoids. And so phytocannabinoids are a supplement to endocannabinoids. So if your body's not working properly because of vitamin A deficiency, you take vitamin A and that then supplements your system. Phytocannabinoids from cannabis supplement the endocannabinoid system. So um, not all cannabinoids are created equal, but when our bodies are introduced to a phytocannabinoid, it stimulates the endocannabinoid system to do what it should be doing and starts to jumpstart us to make these endo endogenous cannabinoids again. Note, one of the highest concentrations of endogenous cannabinoids in our human bodies is in breast tissue and in breast milk. So why on earth do we have endogenous cannabinoids concentrated in breast milk? It's the first place that we go as babies to nourish, to suckle, to um, create that bond with our mothers. I mean, that's very powerful stuff right there. That is so powerful and so amazing. So I want to rewind really quick to your, um, your Israel comment because I went to a, a seminar, a um, speak, like I watched people speak at the Museum of Science here in Boston, and it was a researcher from Israel, and the Israeli research is actually the leaders today of like the That's cannabis right. industry. That's so right. That, yeah. So they, um, they're a very smart country in the fact that um, the cannabis industry is regulated by the federal government in Israel. I don't think many people know that. So growing it, getting licenses to study it, there's no red tape like there is in the United States because the federal government is sanctioning the, the growth and use and study of cannabis. What and they're finding great stuff. Like he yeah. was sharing incredible things that the U.S. is like way behind. We have way, way, way behind. resources, but we are light years behind. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right? A sad fact, but luckily somebody, we live in a world that, you know, that type of information can be put out into social media channels so that we are getting it in the United States inadvertently, but 
no, the, the ease of which they're able to navigate. I mean, it's just like the race to space, you know, it's going to be the race for this knowledge of the endocannabinoid system. And yeah, Israel is miles ahead of the United States. Yeah. Well, the whole world really. Yeah. Yeah. We're not alone, but we're, uh, we're back there. We're back yeah. there and we could be up front. That's the sad part. We could be, um, we well, could be yeah. Up. I mean, knowledge is power. I mean, the more, yeah. the faster we all can get on the same page, I think the better just for mm -hmm. the health of humanity and the, and the world really, because it is such an awesome bioaccumulator and can clean up a lot of and remediate a lot of, um, horrible soils and toxics in the environment. Anyway, another subject, but <laughs> <laughs> I love how your passion just like, <laughs> leaks out of your body <laughs> and you have to like turn off the faucet. That makes me happy. Right? So <laughs> I, if for me, it makes so much sense because if you think about, so let's think about it. Let's think about humans in general. We've seen a spike in cancer. Mm. How many people are feeling that dagger? We've mm. seen a spike in autism. Mm. Now, how many are you, are you, of you are sick to your stomach? right? We've seen a spike in anxiety. Mm. Okay. Now who, whose ears are perked up now? Listeners, think about if you had this magic oil, okay, that you could drop on people's tongues and it could calm everyone's anxiety. Those frayed wires, we could round them out and make them smooth. We're not going to change the person. So we can make things less jagged in our society. So Ashley and I have that magic oil. We're just asking you to give it a try if it feels aligned with you. Or at least, even if it doesn't feel aligned to you, I'm asking you to finish this episode with an open mind. If you get to the end and you still don't like it, close your mind, it's fine. I gave it a try. I'm okay and I respect your decision, but please give me this episode. Um, Ashley, you mentioned skin, gut health. I know it for like acne. I use it when I have pimples, mm -hmm. which is rare, but they really stress me out. So mm -hmm. it continues to like grow and grow. Mm -hmm. um, and then nerve joints. So I have people in the South that have been utilizing CBD use and it's helping with various things. So if you're listening around the, the country of the U.S. or, um, yeah, not outside of the country, um, and, and you need access to cannabis, ask me. I'm happy to do the research. Um, I'm not scared to explore this field for you and with you. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out. So Ashley, what about all of that stuff. We just drop the soil on there and it goes away. So just to kind of rewind a little, um, not all CBD is created equal. If you do have access, you know, to some kind of CBD, if it's not Elmer Mountain Therapeutics, I mean, the point of today in this episode is to, yes, I'm the founder of the company, but it's really to just get you to be asking those questions about where your product has come from, come, where it comes from, how it's grown, is there anything put on the plant or besides pesticides? How is it extracted? Are there residual solvents after the extraction is complete? And then um, how accurate are the amount of milligrams that they're telling you are in the product? So you should be asking about sourcing. Is it organically processed? Is it organically grown? Um, did you extract it in a way that preserved the, most of the plant that you could possibly preserve? And then is what you say on your label actually what's in the bottle? Uh, which I'm sad to say, at least um, out West, there's a little bit more integrity here in Vermont, um, but there's a lot of products out there that do not match what the label says. And that's because we're not regulated. Um, so companies that go above and beyond, like EMT, to be transparent about quality assurance, so potency testing, purity testing, you should be demanding that of any company that you're thinking of consuming, regardless if it's cannabis. I'm just going to get on my soapbox here for a minute. Like, you should know where your products are coming from if you're consuming them internally or externally. That being said, um, yeah, you know, I think that if you're using a quality sourced product, um, where the actual milligrams say what they are um, clearly and are accurate, um, that CBD does have the ability to 
stimulate your endocannabinoid system to return your body back to homeostasis. So however that's manifesting in your body listeners, like if it's skin issues, like you said, I mean, I love our oil for if I have a pimple because the hemp seed oil carrier oil we use is not going to clog your pores. Um, like on a scale from like, I think it's like zero to a hundred as far as like pore clogging. Um, it's like a one. Um, it's also just a really great anti-inflammatory sans CBD. Hemp seed oil is just a gorgeous oil. Um, it's really easy on the system. If people have nut allergies, they can use it for cooking. They can use it for, you know, just about anything, salad dressings, um, Yes, as a carrier oil. Um, but yeah, I mean, using it under the tongue is one of the fastest absorptions. It's really easy to customize your dose when you use a tincture. Um, and then um, really, I mean, by three days of using the product, you should have been able to titrate yourself. People always are like, well, when am I going to feel something? I mean, it should feel like nothing and everything at the same time. Like you said, I love what you said about rounding out those edges, rounding out you know, those um, sort of spiky edges of, of symptoms. That's what CBD can do. And then playing around with it, taking more, taking less, depending on what your ailments and how severe they are, how episodic they are. I mean, you could really use it to tune in, you know, take a, take a lot to help, you know, with the holidays. If you are going to be with your parents and you don't see eye to eye on things, did you know it's going to get heated at Christmas dinner? I mean, that's a good time to take the product. If you know you're going to be consuming alcohol, you're going to be thinning out your blood, perhaps, you know, thinking about reducing the amount of CBD you take because alcohol is going to enhance the ability of that absorption because it's thinning out your blood. So again, like, just be mindful about how you're taking it, but the tincture is an awesome way to customize that dose. Okay, so I want to rewind to two things. Um, you say um, you want to make sure you know these things, demand these things from your company. How do you do that if it's like not on the bottle or the website? Do you email them? You reach out and ask these questions? Email it or don't take the product. If that stuff is not out in the open, there's something wrong. So that should be people's first red flag. If it's really hard to dissect the information on the website, because a lot of companies, they do have it technically on their website. But again, like we don't have to do it. And so, yes, if you feel like you're like, I bet that these guys are awesome, despite the fact that they're showing transparency, call them or email them and tell them you want to see their COAs or their certificates of analysis. There you go, listeners. All right. And then Ashley, you mentioned um, like going home with family and stuff. Can we fly with it? What's the legality? <laughs> yes. Yep. 100%. Yep. You can put it in your carry-on um, if you're nervous about that. Um, you can certainly put it in your luggage. Um, I would put it like it is glass. Usually our bottle is a glass bottle. So be mindful about packaging, but it's the largest size we have is a one ounce and anything that's under one ounce for, um, for TSA is fine to fly with carry-on or um, in your luggage. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So we are doing a lot of talking of CBD and I, I want to break down before we get any further CBD and THC for our mm -hmm. listeners, because I think a lot of people might be thinking um, that this product is going to give you a head high and that's not the case. Mm -hmm. um, so CBD or cannabidiol and THC are both cannabinoids. So they are listed as the same thing when it comes to the plant's biology. Now, THC, I think a lot of us know, that is the cannabinoid that has a psychoactive effect. It binds to our receptors and it gives us that elevated feeling. CBD, although is a cannabinoid, does not have a psychoactive effect. What I don't like when people say um, CBD like basically I would say like in my product too is a full spectrum product, meaning it has CBD and THC in it. The THC level has to be under by federal law under 0.3%. So again, going back to lab tests, that, that THC level should be provided for you. So when a product is a full spectrum product, like a lot of CBD products on the market, again, ask everybody, ask if there's THC in these products. Um, that combination of CBD and THC has what's called an entourage effect. So isolating the cannabinoid CBD, which a lot of these products come from isolate, a powder, um, and that's through the extraction process, you can isolate specific cannabinoids. Um, if a product has CBD and claims there's no THC in it, tell them to prove it. 
And if that's the case, there's a bell curve of how well a CBD product, isolated CBD cannabinoid product works. And it's about six weeks. If you don't have the added cannabinoid or entourage effect of THC. So if you consume gummies, that's usually an isolate product. If you consume CBD in a water soluble, like CBD water, or there's a lot of CBD beverages coming out on the market, that usually doesn't have THC in it. So I would just caution folks that if you are single on a product and you want it to work continuously, it needs to have some THC in there. Now, also keep in mind that full spectrum products, the way we're recommending the use is about 25 milligrams of CBD to you know, sometimes 100 milligrams of CBD. The cumulative effect of THC in that full spectrum product is still not gonna get you high. But be cautious that if you are taking you know, 100 milligrams and then you forget that you took it and you took another you know, 25 milligrams, even though the CBD and the THC level are of compliant federal levels, THC still has a cumulative effect. That being said, it also has a cumulative effect in your system and therefore you could um, fail a THC sensitive drug test. So again, just the takeaway should be that most products are full spectrum on the market. Make sure if you don't know if it has THC in it, ask or see that the lab results say so. Um, but in most cases, like in our product, our product is a full spectrum product. Therefore, it does have THC in it under 0.3%. So for the people who are thinking, yeah, yeah, this is just a founder of a cannabis company, those researchers at the Museum of Science said the same thing. And I actually have it written down on my pad. People are welcome to ask me to see it. I call this the synergy energy. So you have to have CBD and THC to work. They are, they're friends. They want to be together, right? Like don't separate them. They need to be together. Um, so it was something that I told all my people down south because it is slowly leaking down there. Um, if you see something that's it says like no THC because that will be very um, appealing, I feel, to extremely skeptical people or conservative people or people who just aren't quite sure. And if you're there, that's fine. I just don't want you to be scammed. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not for me. It would not be my choice. It would be my last choice if it was advertising no THC. Um, so just remember the synergy energy. Like you want them to be... You want them to be together. They're best friends. Um, so, Ashley, you already touched on the quality of CBD. Um, is there anything else that we need to know when buying it? So we ask the questions. What else should we know? Um, a lot of us can't get a USDA certified stamp of organic steel. Um, some companies are working hard to do that. But, again, um, the USDA is run by the federal government. Um, the most recent tax, excuse me, the most recent farm bill was just signed. I don't know if anybody follows agricultural um, Congress, but um, basically what that means is that this agricultural hemp bill um, is a big deal for the dairy industry. It's a big deal for all ag products, but what was an addition was that um, hemp was added. And so um, the USDA has recognized that hemp has a place in the ag world, at least in America. So um, when you see a USDA stamp now, it doesn't really have a lot of merit because um, the USDA, at least for the year of 2018, um, aligned with the federal government, FDA and the DEA to say that um, CBD had no therapeutic um, benefit and therefore most products because they're full spectrum and have THC are still scheduled one substances, um, which make it really, really hard to study um, because that's in the same category as like cocaine and heroin, just so you know. Um, and so um, with this new bill that the president will hopefully sign, um, it is a big, basically, handshake of the USDA and the federal government to the hemp industry to say, there is a place for you in our agricultural world. Um, and therefore, like lending, um, banking is going to be a lot easier. And therefore, the ability to study it will be a lot easier. I think I got in the weeds there. What was your question? <laughs> you did. You totally got it. But so I still have a question. It's just about the hemp plant, not cannabis itself. Right. So those are different. So can you break those down for our listeners? Sure. So um, I love to say to people that it's all hemp until it's not. Um, hemp it was a definition by the federal government with deeming THC level under 0.3%. And then cannabis 
again, by federal government putting this definition in place, is a THC level above 0.3%. And therefore, you have to either buy it in a dispensary or have a medical card to consume and purchase um, in a legal manner. 0.3%. percent mm -hmm. So not even one whole percent. <laughs> Is that correct? That's correct. That's incredible. Okay. Um, and in other countries, they just gallivant about with marijuana. Yeah. Um, right. We can't even get one whole percent here in America. <laughs> I'm not poking fun, listeners. I'm just... I'm simply observing, um, and y'all know my math skills are not that great, so that was kind of a stretch for me to put that together. So Ashley, what are the variation extraction methods and why does this matter? So you mentioned it um, a little bit ago, but I wanna circle back to it because it's very important when buying various CBD products. That's right. So. Um we use an extraction method called supercritical CO2 extraction, and that is the gold standard of extracting. Um, it's very similar to, if listeners know, um, how caffeine is extracted out of coffee to make it a decaffeinated coffee. Um, that's very similar, to, um, and it's a very similar CO2 extraction is, is what they use for that as well. Um, and so what's so nice about that extraction is that the, the actual plant material is put under low heat and high pressure. So all the delicate cannabinoids, even though the ones we highlight are CBD and THC, there's over 200 cannabinoids in the plant. Also terpenes. Um, terpenes are what make the plant smell so aromatic. Um, and that was actually that smell um, and that um, compound of terpenes has therapeutic benefits and supercritical CO2 does a really nice job of preserving delicate terpenes which can be lost really easily under high heat and high pressure. Um, it's also an extraction method that's the cleanest. Um, however, you need to start with a clean product to begin with. So you can hide irritants in flower, so in the cola of the plant or what you're using for the plant material but you can't hide it at the end of an extraction like CO2 because it's concentrating very efficiently, up to 90% efficiencies, um, CBD, THC, and terpenes, but also any undesirable compounds, heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides. So people who use supercritical CO2 and then also provide quality assurance testing in cannabis, you know that their product is like of the highest quality because you can't hide. You can't hide from the technology of that extraction method. Where you can hide is if you have mold in your plant and you're using an extraction method like coconut emulsification. Um, that's where you're literally cooking the plant in coconut oil. Um, CBD is a fat-soluble compound, so using a fat um, extra fatty extraction method um, binds those compounds together. Um, it's very inefficient. Um, it's really, I mean, you're using a high, high heat against a very delicate plant and very delicate compounds. So you're limiting your product um, to the array of therapeutic benefits because you're cooking it off. Um, it's also, um, there's a lot of extraction methods called ethanol or, or like butane. People know of like butane hash, which is heavily illegal in a lot of states because of its volatility of explosion. <laughs> um, but alcohol or ethanol extractions, um, they're soaking the plant um, and sometimes in pressurized situations too in alcohol, which for some of you herbalists out there, that's what you're doing already to create a tincture. Um, but it's really hard to evaporate all of the ethanol from your products. So in some cases you're consuming whatever the um, the solvent was, if it was ethanol, like I don't know if, if you want to be consuming that as a product if you're a really sick individual um, or you have autoimmune disorders or a very sensitive individual, having residual solvents like ethanol is probably not something that you're going to want to consume. So yes, like we use supercritical CO2 extraction, but if you start doing some research about what's the best form of extraction method for herbs, for coffee, you know, for caffeine purposes, like we mentioned earlier, it's really the gold standard. Um, because of its efficiency and also for its cleanliness. That's incredibly important to know when picking a product. Very cool, very cool. You learn something new every day. <laughs> so Ashley, 
let's move to motherhood. What about CBD, THC, motherhood, pregnancy? Start from where you, well, I suppose let's start with like, do you think that it's safe throughout the journey of motherhood? And is there a place in motherhood where you shouldn't use it? Whether that be as specific as like this trimester or if that's specific or if it's broader to like this season of your life, you shouldn't use it. Or if you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I believe that it's safe no matter what. Yeah. I mean, like that's the long and short of it is that if I had known that I could have used CBD um, for eight and a half months of morning sickness when I was pregnant with my son. Oh my gosh. I mean, and I was chasing after an 18 month old. So like hell in a bucket right there. Um, if I had known that CBD was available with lower amounts of THC, that's what I would have taken. Um, and I've encouraged a lot of moms who are experiencing it now. Um, rather than turning to like a higher THC, um, either like smoking, vaping or whatever, if that you're thinking of turning to that for, um, for easing symptoms of nausea, um, I would say, yeah, I mean, the THC level is so incredibly low. Um, its ability to affect your baby. Um, I mean, both my children, um, well, actually, no, let me rewind, not my, not my daughter, because I didn't know about it then. But with my son, um, I mean, I was taking like 200, maybe like 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams a day of CBD. And I was exclusively breastfeeding. My son is now two. I exclusively breastfed him from three months, um, well, till he was born, but um, or after he was born. But I started CBD when I, he was three months postpartum, and I was three months postpartum. And then I exclusively breastfed him until he was 15 months old. He's now two. Um, he speaks in full sentences. He has um, motor, his motor skills are that of like, two and a half, three-year-old. Um, his emotional and cognitive skills are way off the charts um, for way ahead of his milestones. Even our pediatrician is like, you know, yes, he's a second child, so he picks up a lot from his sister, but he's way ahead. I haven't seen any significant decreases of any motor skills or really any any negative side effects of my CBD use um, postpartum and in breastfeeding. Um, I mean, I've also had times where I've used it on my children. Um, My son is a total bruiser and he gets wrecked all the time. He's covered in bruises all the time. He always has like a bloody nose. He's like, I've seen him bleed like over a dozen times. And my daughter, like, I don't think I've ever even seen her like, you know, get a bloody nose, much less like a giant egg on his head like my son. And there's times that because I know of its neuroprotective um, ability, there's a reason that CBD was removed from the Olympic um, Winter Olympics banned substance list because of its neuroprotective qualities that if he gets a really bad fall or um, is having a really hard time falling asleep or is in a situation where I can tell that he is like noticeably, you know, uncomfortable, I will give him CBD either on his feet or on his palms or if he's bonked his head and I'm nervous about how that hurt his head, I'll give him a drop of CBD just for that preventative neuroprotective quality. Um, I have no qualms about it. I know that there's probably women out there or people out there that are thinking that I'm a demon, but you know what? I'm sick of hiding it. Like I'm ready to give people that hope that this product and this compound is safe. And I, as a mother of two, I believe in its safety um, to the point where I would give it to my two-year-old child. For sure. That's very cool. And for people out there who are thinking that this is a conversation, you know what? You're not there yet. And I totally respect that. Um, but for the people who are out there really interested in this, you should totally check it out. I've also seen the effects. I will say I've never seen it um, on children in person. I've seen plenty of videos. Um, you're, you can literally find so many videos online. So if you're curious and you want to see it for your, yourself, go to YouTube, type it in. Um, um, it's really incredible. I've definitely seen it in moms. I have clients who do it and use it and it helps. Um, so I definitely have seen it with my own eyes, but it's important to know too that Ashley and I are not doctors. We're certainly not your doctors. Um, there's limited research out there, but do your research, but know that you have options for sure. Um, well, and I just want to add too, I mean, right now we still have to talk about like evidence-based science. Like, yes, Israel is way ahead, but again, like the FDA is not recognizing the validity of these studies, but also note, and uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, please note that the FDA has also not taken a stance on saying like it 
doesn't do this. Like, yes, they have classified it in a way that has made it difficult for us to study, but they never, the Surgeon General has never made a statement to say that, you know, cannabis is going to cause you to grow a third head or, you know, something crazy like that. I mean, there, none of these claims have been founded because equally they're not endorsing the therapeutic benefit of CBD, but they're also not not saying that it's therapeutic. So just be mindful of that out there. For sure. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people have to do a research on is you need to be vigilant on both sides and their argument. Um, Cause I think that you will find, I think you'll find a lot of gray areas um, out there. So it is, it is important to do your own research. I love this conversation because I feel like not a lot of people get to dive into this. And if they want to, they're filled with too much fear of the stigma that they just don't. And I, um, I don't know. I'm just not scared of that. I'm just exploring it. Um, you don't have to use it if you don't want to. I'm just giving you the information. So no stigma for me. That is so cool. Ashley, I heard you speak um, at an event in Boston and I something stuck with me that you, you said, and I wanted to bring that back. And you said it all starts in the soil. And for me, your pregnancy and your birth is just like that. And the mm -hmm. soil is your mindset around literally everything. But if we're going to narrow it down to your pregnancy, um, or excuse me, or your infertility, um, or birth, or, or motherhood, or whatever. The soil is your mindset, right? And whatever mindset you take, whatever you feed your mind, those thoughts that you have, that is the environment that you're growing your plant, and your baby is your plant. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about it's all in the soil. I mean, obviously, it's a plant. Duh, it sucks up a little bit. But what do you mean exactly by it all starts in the soil? Um, first, I just love that analogy. And I do get a lot of questions about um, CBD and fertility. Um, but yeah, hemp is a bioaccumulator. So whatever you put in the soil is going right into that plant whatever you put on the plant is going right into the plant. Um, it's been used obviously not to like smoke or in a therapeutic benefit, but um, hemp has been used to clean up radioactive sites. So um, when Chernobyl happened, hemp was used for that purpose. And then obviously that hemp was burned and discarded. Um, but be mindful in the fact that that plant has so many benefits to the environment, but those benefits in some ways can be kind of negative when it comes to consuming the product. So again, like making sure that people are providing some real great organic tests for you. Um, again, that comes down to the extraction method and like concentrating, you can hide a lot of really not so great things in the plant. Um, but if you're using a gold standard extraction method, you can't. So um, yeah, I mean, that's the long and short of it is that that hemp plant is going to absorb its surroundings. Um, if people know about like Tawar, which is like a plant's ability to, um, take on the adaptogens of its environment. Some people are using that to their um, advantage, at least like consuming a product that's locally sourced, just like a lot of us do for our vegetables and our fruit. Um, the same should go for cannabis. Very cool. I love it. I mean, mindset is just everything. I, um, I do think that it's the foundation of everything and it really is the soil of your life, your and the plant knows. I feel like the plant does know. I mean, not to get like too like hippie about it, but like Mother Cannabis understands intention, and I think she recognizes intention. And I think as the CBD industry continues to just boom, um, there's still there's a lot of people that just have a financial agenda, and there's a lot of people that do what they do with intention. And I think that the consumer can see that and feel that, and I know the plant can feel that. A hundred percent. We can get hippie here. I feel that. <laughs> hundred percent. I am. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't talk to my food before I, before I eat it, but <laughs> some either. people certainly do, but I definitely know that the energy is felt, um, by that. And if not by the plant, sure, that's not your thing. Um, definitely just by the universe. Like it knows why you're in this industry or it knows why you're using this product. And um, so if you're using it for malintentions or, you know, you are, doing it for malintentions or selling it or any of that and you're not bringing good energy into it 
for sure it knows. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that a hundred percent. So Ashley, I want to know your thoughts for um, a couple different listeners out there. Mm -hmm. For the skeptical mom out there, what do you say? I had questions that just skeptical, just all that was skeptical, right? There was no yeah. one question that was like, this needs to be on the podcast, but it was just a skeptical. So skeptical moms out there, what do you say? Oh man. First of all, like if you're listening, um, I am you. Um, I yes, I run a business. Yes, it's in cannabis, but you know, my kids still get sick and I still am up in the middle of the night and deal with the stresses of being a perfect mom and a perfect wife and a perfect business owner. Um, and that puts my endocannabinoid system out of whack. And so for me and to all of you, um, there's a better way of going about it. Um, you, we are very hard on ourselves and, uh, one of my favorite endogenous cannabinoids is called anandamide, which is Sanskrit for bliss. And I think that we can live in harmony. I think that CBD can help you live in harmony. Who doesn't want to have more energy, less aches and pains, um, be more present with their children, less snappy, less naggy. Um, let's face it. I mean, being a mom is really, really, really hard. Um, it's 2018. There's a lot of real great forward momentum that's happening for women and empowering women and giving women a voice, but let's face it. Like there's still a long way to go. Um, and we still live in the world that we live in. And I think that if there's something out there like CBD that maybe could help you, I'm not saying it's a magic bullet, but if it could help you, why not try it? Um, I know like we still don't know evidence of long-term effects, yada, yada, but like it's a plant and it's a safe plant that grows in the ground and can be consumed and has been consumed in our culture for thousands of years. And because of one or a few people's opinions about demonizing the cannabis plant, I mean, now we're suffering the consequences. Our health is suffering the consequences of this plant that was an integral part of our makeup. Um, so I would say be cautious in your sourcing, ask these questions, start getting testimonials. Um, you know, I'm very available for emails and calls and texts. For people all over the country if you have questions directly relating to your ailments or your dosing again i'm not a doctor but i have seen a lot of things i have heard a lot of things and you just can't deny science much longer rather than thinking of this as a war on drugs it's a war on science and unfortunately patients you and i mothers like we are the cost um so i don't want you to have to feel like this isn't something that you can try but try it cautiously do your homework do your due diligence don't just go out because you're desperate and you want to buy the first thing that has cbd in it like give yourself some credit that you deserve the best quality products and if you're going to get better it's going to start with a clean product it's not going to start with a product that has lots of irritants or who the hell knows what's in it i mean know where it's coming from so that it can do the most benefit for you. I love it so much. I want to know, remember when you said that it was only about 50 years ago that it became demonized? So listeners, that means there's people still alive that remember when it wasn't demonized. Seek them out. Go ask them what it was like. Obviously, times are going to be different. It was 50 years ago. But mm -hmm. ask them just like in general. Ask them their opinions. What do they believe? What do they feel? You, you should seek out people who didn't use it back then and who did. You need to know both sides. But I would be willing to bet they are probably pro cannabis if you had to ask me. Um, Ashley, for moms who are afraid to say, I use CBD. So I got several moms who wrote in and said, I use it and I just don't want my family to know, like not even my husband mm -hmm. really understands what mm -hmm. I am. Um, taking or another person said, you know, I wanted to tell my sister at Thanksgiving, but I didn't know how to present the idea. So how do you say I use CBD, but also gently put it into conversation? See, it's a tricky one. I, I mean, I live in this alternate universe where um, everyone knows what I do, but yeah, I mean, I, I, my daughter is in preschool and I live in a small town and I live in a small state and I've been all over um, like our, our local news. So people know my face, they know what I'm up to. 
Um, and I can tell you, and again, this is only my experience. I have never had someone come up to me and say, how dare you? Or you should be ashamed of yourself. Or how come DCF hasn't come and knocked on your door? That is not the case in all places. Um, I know that my skin is white. I know that I have grown up with privilege. So, you know, I can speak to that in a separate episode, but there's a still, there's a very, very long way to go around the stigma. So if you do feel like you're going to be in a mixed, uh, received family gathering, um, you know you. Um, if you feel like you're ready, you have the education to take on the stories and the naysayers, I would say, you know, go for it. But if you know that you are going to be adding stress to yourself by bringing up the fact that you found this medicine, I mean, I still feel like we're in a place that you just have to read the room. And I feel like I have to read the room. It's harder for me because I'm public, a public face, so it's harder to hide when I want to, but there are definitely times that I still want to. There's still people who say, you know, not so much now, but in the beginning, maybe it's tongue in cheek and call me like a drug dealer or call me like the CBD lady, like, you know, or like I'm the, the pot lady or I'm selling pot juice or whatever. I mean, like, you just kind of have to laugh it off because in your heart of hearts, if it's working for you, you know, it's right for you. And if you know, it's right for you, then, you know, what's it going to matter if somebody wants to naysay it, except just to add to your already sort of stressful environment. So I would say, be cautious. If you feel like, you know, it's going to help your 90 year old grandmother, maybe take her to the side and be like, Hey grandma, listen, like I found this thing and you can't sleep and you have anxiety and you have arthritis and you hurt all over. You're 90. I think you've earned it. Like here, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, there's lots of conversations I have with people who lived and grew up in the reefer madness, sort of demonized. They've never used cannabis before in their entire life. They're 85, they're 90 years old, and their grandkids are telling them to use it. And they call me to be like, I don't know what's going on with this pot stuff. And you just tell them, you're like, this is what it is, and this is how it can help you. And, like, I haven't ever had a grandma call me and be like, no, <laughs> that didn't work for me. So, I mean, again, that's just my experience. I love it so much. I'm like rolling over here. <laughs> I love it. So for me, I always find the pushback comes from a place of not understanding, so a lack of education, but also a place of fear. They are just so scared because they don't understand, right? It's a really unexplored territory and mm. this person is scared to go there and mm. I'm like there. I'm like standing in the field of it. I don't mm -hmm. care. Like I'm not scared of it and I find that I'm trying to rope them in too fast. So if you bring it up to someone and they, you know, present you with a little bit of pushback, I often pump the brakes and say, you know what, to myself, never to them. I just let the conversation die. Leave it at wherever they want. If they're not receptive, they're not willing to hear you, then you shouldn't push. And a family gathering is certainly not the place. Um, but I always just remember that they might need some time to warm up before they fully join me in this place of like, sure, I'm open to these conversations and I'm open to learning. Mm -hmm. um, so just remember that when approaching these topics of um, sticky things that people are not always super receptive with. Well, well, the tricky part too is like a lot of us have found like such significant relief. So of course we want to share that positive experience with our aging parents or our, you know, close to dying grandparents. Like that's something that I feel like every human being deserves to try it because I think it can help everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the hard part is I know you probably all out there who have tried it are like, Oh my God, it's changed my life. Like why wouldn't you want to share good news? You know, it's a time for celebrating. It's the holidays. It's a time for story sharing. So don't feel like you don't have the heart in the right place and that your intentions are not in the right place. If you're met with backlash, like, you know, you meant it as uh, I'm just trying to help. Wouldn't it be nice in an ideal world that if you, once you became a parent, you could 
have this card and you could cash it in for unlimited <laughs> CBD and it was just for it was just medication for like parenthood it was just maintaining parenthood right oh, and yeah. as you ran out you would just go and get another one and it was just maintenance mm. and every day no matter what all parents had it the problem is I'm not a parent and I want it and I need it so how would I card <laughs> right well and also if someone's skeptical about it go talk to full rep you know it's low it's super low and slow it's very limited absorption. So that's another way I've talked, at least to like my, you know, folks who, you know, grew up in the reefer madness world. They're in their sixties and seventies. Um, yeah, go, go the topical route. I love it. I use the topical all the time. That's my calm bomb. I, I, I won't be able to live Damn. without it. <laughs> so, um, caution using it. If you're not ready for a serious addiction, an addiction, not meaning that you're going to physically be addicted to it. Me, I am emotionally addicted to it. I never want my life to be without it. I could throw it in the garbage right now and not look back physically, mentally, emotionally. I'd be very sad, but I would be okay. Um, so caution with addiction. We it was jokes, jokes, jokes. Ashley, where can people find you and find your resources if they, um, if they want to order your product, if they want to find more information, if they want sure. to contact you? Sure. So um, I'm sure you'll probably put this um, on the Facebook page as well. Um, but if you do want to learn more about our product, our website is www.emtcbd.com. stands for Elmore Mountain Therapeutics, cbd.com. Um, there's a great way that you can go in through that and you can email me your questions right through the website. Um, if you're looking to purchase it in the greater Boston area, uh, we work with Cambridge Naturals, both in, Bo both in Boston Landing and in Porter Square. So you can buy our products right in Boston. Um, and then if you're looking to buy it online, um, our products are sold through one of our partners um, called Vermont Hempicurian. Um, they sell all of our products online. You can go right to the website and look for Elma Mountain Therapeutics. They carry both sizes of our tincture as well as our CBD balm. And then if you're feeling more comfortable about asking questions and you want to talk with someone over the phone to order, you can call our chocolate partner, Nutty Steph's Chocolate. So N-U-T-T-Y Steph's, short for Stephanie's um, Chocolate right in Vermont. And they carry all of our products as well as CBD infused chocolates with our CBD. Um, also a really great way to like give it to your grandmother and be like, here, grandma, here's some chocolate. <laughs> um, sidebar, also a great stocking stuffer. Um, and then, yeah, if you have other questions, uh, my phone number is also on the website. All of those emails that go through info at emtcbd.com also get forwarded to ashley at emtcbd.com. But if you want to skip all that, um, I'm sure that you can provide my phone number and email address as well so people can get a hold of that. But easy to find. And please do, please call me. That I answer every single email. If I'm, if I'm with my kids and you text me or call, just leave a message and I can email or call you back at, at my convenience. But I definitely still always put my family first and I try my best to be done with work at five. I know time changes depending on where you are in the US. Um, email's the best way for the quickest response. Very cool. Thank you so, so much. And, and follow us on Instagram, all right? I always have to give that push. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Wow. Listeners, from the unregulated market to the legality of it to skin and gut health and acne and all the ailments that you can take CBD for to your whole journey in motherhood, where it's appropriate, where you can use it, what it can help for, giving it to our kids. We dove into so much in this episode. I hope that you are leaving with questions rattling around in your brain. I hope that you are leaving a little bit more open-minded about CBD than when you came. And I hope that you will do your due diligence before you consume any CBD so that you know that you are health and safe. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know that you can join our online tribe? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.